Who is God? What does the Bible mean? Why am I lying? What is God's will? I want to understand. Reconnect. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Reconnect, the official podcast from Shinchunji, or in English, New Heaven, New Earth. This is Ray, and I am here once again with Dave. Hello. <laughs> this is a little bit different for us uh, because there's normally three MCs that you would hear. At least at this point, I would introduce TJ. But, special announcement. TJ is not going to be on today's episode, and he's going to be away for a while because he is working on a brand new project, and so he won't be on the episodes for a while. He wanted to have an opportunity to say goodbye. I actually don't know what his message contained, but we're going to go ahead and play that for you guys so you're going to hear what he wants to share with you. Okay, so here is TJ's message. Hi, everyone. This is your MC from Reconnect, TJ. Uh, I'm really sad to be doing this recording right now because it's for me to tell you that I'll be stepping away from the podcast team temporarily. Um, got another task, spreading the gospel elsewhere. I'm sure you guys will miss me. Um, <laughs> but I uh, just want to say that it has been a tremendous experience doing this podcast. Um, and being able to preach the word of God through this media and receiving so much wonderful feedback, so much insightful opinions and um, questions from our listeners has motivated all of us to really dive deeper into the Bible and get to know God even more. So I'm really thankful for this experience. Um, although I'm sad that I'll be stepping away temporarily. I have no doubt that our MCs, Dave and Ray, will be bringing their A-game in uh, explaining and teaching you guys uh, deeper things in the Bible and really getting to know who God is. So, that being said, uh, I'm going to say this uh, one last time until I come back. This has been TJ, and I hope to see you guys soon. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for the, those words, TJ. And um, I know that um, at, at least for me, it's been a, a privilege uh, working with TJ for, for all the episodes that we've done from season one and now into season two. And uh, I'm looking forward to getting an update on how TJ is doing in the future. Indeed. And hearing his voice again. Yeah. yeah. On the podcast. Yeah. So Dave and I will try to put our talents together. To, to make up for the absence of one TJ. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be an interesting following. I want to say following act, but I guess that's what you would say in showbiz. Um, yeah. Right? I'm not the, the poetic writer or anything like that. But Oh, no. Okay, so we're going to get into that again. <laughs> uh. Nah. <laughs> but but I, do, I do have a, a question for you. Okay. Be, obviously before we get into this topic but I'm curious like what translation of the Bible do you use and why oh okay well I wasn't expecting that I grew up using King James like the poet you are <laughs> <laughs> you know I never thought about it before but maybe that has some kind of connection to my love of poetry now but uh, no my, my whole family read a King James version and my dad still does. I kept reading that for years until I got into high school. 
and uh, around that time is when I, I started switching over to NIV. Mm. Yeah, and that's actually the version. Yeah, new international version, and that's the the version I use now. <laughs> I've been rocking with <laughs> rocking the NIV for a while now. Okay. And <laughs> is there any particular yeah. reason? I felt like it was a little bit easier for me to, I guess, understand. It's not that I didn't understand King James completely, but there's a, a way to communicate uh, that NIV uses as a lot more uh, connected to how I might speak to someone. Mm. It's <laughs> today, more colloquial. You know? Yeah. yeah, there you go. For modern times. Right. And I know there are other translations that are, are very similar or try to accomplish the same thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, NIV has always stuck well with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you? I started with new international version. Currently, I, it doesn't really matter to me what version of the Bible I'm reading, to be honest, as long as I can understand the English that I'm reading. So I mm. typically steer away from King James just because it confuses me with all the TH endings um, <laughs> or Y endings. It just throws me off. Yeah. The old English. Yeah. But other than that, it doesn't really matter. Like, as we talked about, uh, you know, God being the author of the Bible, God being, you know, the creator and being mm. self-existent and all of those factors. So his bio, his word uh, is just more so for those to be able to understand. Right. So it's, it's written in different forms. Right. But at the same time, at the end of the day, it's conveying the same message and translation doesn't really take away from that. Right. Mm. It's just really interesting. I think. I think that's good for maybe a lot of people to listen like here because I, I yeah. am really asked that a lot by my students. Uh, which Bible should I get? Should I get this ah, translation yeah, yeah. or wh- which one? And I would say I think the NIV would be the best one because it's easiest to understand right away. But ultimately, it doesn't really truly matter which one as long as you can understand yeah. it. <laughs> as long as you can understand it. As long as you can understand it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And, then, and that the content is the... Uh, the same <laughs> yeah 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 god would not be subject to language right exactly because if mm. you get the bible in korean you get the bible in chinese you get the bible in whatever it may be like you know it's not going to be the same exact as niv right it's a different language so yeah but at the same time the points are all going to be the same so that's the beauty yeah. of it and if you're currently wondering if your bible is good enough to, do you understand it? <laughs> and if you do, then yeah, it's good enough. Um, understand the language as is used being written in, right? It kind of it kind of flows into what we wanted to talk about today, actually. I think so. Yeah, it's really interesting because I've also was asked this question. It's a really interesting question, so I'm just gonna phrase it to you. Have you ever asked what a spirit was before? Having, I guess, having the spirit is, is like more connected to like an emotional kind of state at, at least when the experiences that I had in church like um, whether it's like uh, oh man the spirit was really strong in service today or or someone fainted or someone's running around the service and things like that uh, <laughs> you know or you know the, the evangelist or the pastor is there waving their arms and people are falling over and things like that or during the time of worship that we might have, it gets to a certain point where uh, everybody just feels like very impacted by the combination of the music mm-hmm. and what's being preached. 
you know, by who, whoever is in front of the mic, the, the pastor, the evangelist. And for a lot of people that I knew, that was a regular Wednesday or Sunday experience. And I guess it was kind of the same for me. Um, although, you know, maybe some people didn't feel that way. Um, I was definitely one of them, too. Mm. <laughs> so, there are definitely times where I felt kind of like left out, like I'm not really feeling you know, what's, what's really going on right now? Uh, or I'm not really understanding it because the idea of spirit, I guess for me, as I got older, I was like, were those experiences that I had, is that connected exactly to what the Bible says? I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you even think about questioning that, right? Of course, when you see certain things happening in a church building, and mm. it, whether it be... Uh, people passing out or, you know, working up a sweat, whatever the, yeah. the case may be, you, you start to question, or at least I, I should say, started to question mm. what exactly is really, truly going on because I've never felt that way, ever. Ah, oh, okay, yeah. Exactly. And I should also different, mention... Different backgrounds. Yeah, I should also <laughs> mention, I, I did go to Catholic school, so, you know, mass, that's not happening there. At all. And so growing up in school, uh, in a Catholic school environment for six years and going to mass every single week and then going to church on Sunday after that. Mm. So two times a week. Right. Um, that, never seeing that and then getting older and then starting to see it. And it was just like, what is that? What? what like not in a, a derogatory right. or uh, a demeaning way. Like curiosity. It was just, what is that? What is yeah, like what? What is going on? And then <laughs> kills the cat. Was it? Yeah, uh, curiosity killed the cat. Yeah, it, that definitely uh, had a a saying for my my spiritual life at, mm. at, at a point because of me asking so many questions. Like, well, why are people doing that? Is it real? Like, what was going on? And that made certain people believe that I didn't have ah. Uh. That I wasn't a strong enough believer. And so it was really kind of mm. off-putting, if you if you can say it. Yeah. The, the nicest way I can say it was really uh, off-putting. And it took me a long time. It took me years um, before I could really start to get the mm. answers to this question. Um, but it was something that I never stopped searching for. Like, what is this? Because I figure if... If this is something that you're filled with, then it should also be something explainable. It, like, I should logically be able to understand it. And mm. if I can't, then I don't necessarily want to partake in something that is just grabbing over me and I, I can't unexplainably understand what is exactly going on. For me, like, with my background... And my life experience, that was something that was like, it, it was just very off-putting based off of how my questions were being answered. So it was just it, yeah. all, all around. But I know yeah. there are probably some listeners that are maybe similar to your background, similar to my background. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure. Maybe different from both of us. But I'm pretty sure they're curious, like, all right, what are these two about to say <laughs> regarding <laughs> this? If you would be able to drop a verse that would maybe uh, pinpoint or identify uh, 
what it is that we're talking about right now to just give our listeners some type of uh, biblical context. So it's not mm-hmm. like we're just, I guess, pulling something out of the air. Um, you know, in John 424, it. it says that uh, God is spirit, right? And his worshipers must worship him, him in spirit and in truth. Amen. And amen. Yes. Um, and I think I think for many Christians, the the idea of God being spirit and maybe maybe even those who aren't as well, the idea of God being spirit might not be a revolutionary thing. But for us, just like we were just talking about you and I, Dave, we had different experiences about, I guess, what that spirit is actually what that actually means, what it actually looks like. Yeah. And it's not necessarily uh, the same as what the Bible says. And for us, I think what's important, as I know that in our previous episode, we talked about, you know, God being creator, God being self-existent. We should kind of break down before going any further what a spirit actually is, like some of the characteristics of what a spirit is. Yeah, exactly. Because as you identify, at least for me, I, I didn't even like what we're about to get into. I had no idea. <laughs> oh, wow. I, like I had no clue before I learned like absolutely not like it w- i wasn't even close to to, mm. to understanding what a spirit is nowhere near and it was kind of damning if you will because in the yeah. verse that you just said in john 4 24 i like to look at it i like a little a tip for people to remember uh four and there's two fours right there's two fours so right 24 two four yeah <laughs> um john four I, I got it. John 4. Little, little, mem- little memory yeah, trick. Yeah, yeah, John 4, 24, right? It, like you said, like, we kind of know it's not really groundbreaking or shattering that um, for a Christian, right, that God would mm. be uh, a spirit because of the the qualities of spirits, right? Like, what are their characteristics, right? They're invisible, intangible. They're not things that we can yeah. uh, physically interact with, right? So Right, right. Yeah, so like this invisible being, everyone like would really understand that, but then it's like, okay, well the second part of that verse talks about worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. So mm. that means me. That means you. That means everyone yeah. listening. This is something that we must do. We must do this worship in spirit it's like okay well then how yeah. do i do it is it the way that we were doing it before but then like you said ultimately we have to break that down like what is a spirit because if it is this entity that is invisible and not tangible then how yeah. do i do that according to the bible mm. right how how can we do that how can we do that? <laughs> i was gonna say maybe it's my turn to share i feel like it might be though it's my turn. I thought I feel like it's your turn. turn. <laughs> All right. My favorite, my favorite, and I think the best verse actually to really be able to explain um, what a spirit is, is in John 6, 63. The interesting thing is Jesus always does a, a physical miracle. And then after that, he explains things spiritually. So uh, we'll get into that, I'm sure, in like a, a later podcast. Right as to exactly what, Almost definitely. yeah, exactly what Jesus is doing. But um, mm. I would urge our listeners to read the whole entire chapter. We just don't have enough time here today to really 
go deep deep dive into what's going on exactly yeah. in, in John chapter six. But um, this is definitely a miracle chapter where he's feeding thousands of people. And he says some, I guess at the time, controversial stuff because of what the Old Testament says of, regarding blood. And he says, you know, yeah. um, my flesh is real food and my blood is real drink and you need to eat that. And a lot of the disciples, just trying to give a quick overview, uh, a lot of the people who were following was upset and basically started walking away, right? Yeah. And uh, he basically tells his disciples, he tells people that the words that I've spoken to you are full of mm. spirit and full of life, right? The words I've spoken right. to you are spirit and they are life. And that right there in itself is actually groundbreaking. That mm. is groundbreaking. Jesus is giving you a little a little insight right there. It's a little just a little yeah, just, just a little little insight. A little insight <laughs> as to what God is thinking, you know? Like <laughs> Yes, yes. Just a little insight as to what we should also be thinking. Like, wait, wait, wait. Did Jesus just say his words are spirit? Mm, yeah. He said that, right? It, it, it's definitely recorded in like hmm. In John 6 63. Yeah. Right? It, it's definitely there. Yeah. And, and so, is it is that the only place where it talks about God or the Spirit equal, equating to the Word? No. No. No, it no. is not. Mm. No, no. I didn't just pick one verse and just go with it and, and no? No, 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 no. It's, it, there's more to it oh, than that. Oh, yeah. okay. Let's, let's, yeah. okay, all right. Well, you know, I'll lay, I'll lay it on you. I'll lay, I'll lay it on you. Uh, you know, if we look at John 1.1. 1, 1, very, 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 very famous. Mm. Um, the average Christian, well, okay, well, at least for me growing up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that for me. You know, the average Christian my- <laughs> around Ray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, around Ray, I'll say that. Or at least in Ray's family. Yeah, okay, in Ray's uh, family, there we go. It's, it, this is one of those verses you know by heart. And it's, you know, mm. you know John 1, 1, you know, in the beginning was a word. And the word was with God and the word was God. It's very clear on on what God is. You know, God is the word. Mm. Amen. So we, we've already established two things. We've established that God is spirit and God is word. And just like you were pointing out, where Jesus is talking about, you know, the word that I have given you of their spirit and their life. It is spirit and it's life. Mm. And for me, I didn't have a very clear understanding of what John 1, 1 really meant for a long time. It was by being in a family where we memorize these things. Mm. You know, if you don't, you're, you're, you're going to get punished. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my household growing up, you know, you, you do your chores, you do your homework, and you memorize, you memorize your verses. verses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. That's, that's how it was. I, I, I think that maybe some of our listeners with a similar background might understand. But um, – <laughs> So the, the difference here is that, you know, when, when we think about a spirit, just like the characteristics that we were talking about, you know, something that is is not tangible, right? It's, it's intangible. Mm-hmm. So it's not something we can reach out and touch. But at the same time, when we read John 1, 1, we talk about God being the word. Well, word, at least in this physical form. In written form. <laughs> in written form. Mm-hmm. It is something that we can touch. It is. It is something we can, we can pick up and hold or in book form turn the pages up right mm. something we can see yes mm. so from this point the logical question is like 
how can these two things exist at the same time? How can God be spirit and also, you know, word? How do, how do these two things connect? Yeah, that's a really good question, right? Yeah. How can something be intangible, but at the same time be tangible, right? Mm. How can God be the spirit, mm. but also <clears throat> be the word? It's very interesting because like when you think about God as well, he's not just this one facet can't put him in like a what is it in a box in a box like one he's not one dimensional yeah he's not just this one thing right yeah and when we're saying that he's the creator he's self-existent he's the word he's the spirit he's love and when we say these things Mm. we're actually really just describing what god ultimately is right yeah we're just describing characteristics of god right and so one of the one of the characteristics of God is that he is the word but to really explain it is it's not necessarily like when I pick up the bible in my hands I'm holding God I'm holding like you know it's <laughs> it's not that and and I joke and say that because like when I learned it I really thought that I was like oh oh okay. yeah yeah oh. like this is Spirit, this word here wow. is the spirit. You know, I really, really thought that, but that's not necessarily what it means, right? I was missing another point when I was studying. <laughs> I was missing a point. <laughs> I heard what I wanted to hear. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> but there's there's a point where actually God, he can't meet us face to face, right? Right. Well, right. actually, mm-hmm. he can he can do as he wants. <laughs> We, <laughs> yes, there we, we go. There we go. Cannot expect to continue to live because of sin and meet him face mm. to face. And I believe we rec- mm. we covered over that uh, multiple times uh, in previous podcasts. So if we did meet him, right, we'll, we would we would die. And yeah. he's been working on that problem because that is a problem for him he doesn't yeah. want that to happen he doesn't want his creation to look at him and then instantly be destroyed he had to make a plan in which we and him would be able to coexist or he would be able to exist within us yeah. as being the houses so how could he mm. do that without actually showing him his face right well he tried he tried to send people a few times yeah he tried to send people and even when you think about before the bible was even recorded right mm-hmm. before the the record before moses was actually the one who started writing the first five books of the bible right think about the story of adam mm-hmm. the time yeah. of noah right there was still betrayal god was trying everything and then he said you know what all right let me put it in word let me put it in written form because the important facet of that is if something's written, it's gonna last, isn't it? Oh yeah. Growing up in school, how many li- Shakespearean <laughs> <laughs> texts are always mentioned and all this other stuff? Yes. It's these these things from generations yeah, ago. Generations, yeah. right? It's, it's something that's gonna mm-hmm. actually last. But when when you're writing something mm-hmm. and and it being word that's written, being able to be passed down for so long, and we have so many things that we as humans just passed down for so many generations. And one thing that I really like about something that's written is that like the idea of, of writing a letter, 
that's kind of the way I like to equate mm-hmm. it with this. It takes time, it takes effort, because you're, you're picking up a pen, you're picking up a pencil, whatever that might be, and you're actually going through it and really taking the time and energy to, to share something that you lovingly want to pass on to somebody else. That's kind of the way that I can, kind of like God equating himself to his word. I think that's a really good example that I can use mm-hmm. because really when God put the Bible together, it's really him putting his heart on it. It's so like writing his heart on it. Mm-hmm. In the same kind of way that you would take the time and energy to to really want to express yourself and communicate something to someone, you know, in in a letter and then send it off to someone, although we don't really do that these days. With our technology, our texting <laughs> and everything. You know, it's, it's almost it's almost it's becoming like an archaic yeah. <laughs> archaic form to do. What really what God has done by putting his heart into it, like it's his will, it's his testament, it's his plan for the future that he really wants to share with us. Mm-hmm. And that's what God has done with the Bible. And because you mentioned, Dave, about uh, the different ways that he had tried to reach out mm-hmm. <laughs> and reconnect with people before. And, you know, with the Israelites, when we, when we, when we look through the Old Testament, we see so many accounts of that that cycle of promise, you know, covenant and and betrayal, covenant betrayal. And I know we've talked about it in previous episodes too, how that might feel just for us on an emotional level when we put ourselves in that situation where we have someone that we love, that we're longing to have connection with and that that cycle of just heartbreak because of that one party can't keep their end of the bargain. They can't stay faithful. And for God to write his heart on his word and have a path to reconnection to him in this way that it can be passed on to us. It's uh, it's a kind of love and attention that I don't know if I can say with a straight face that I could do, you know, um, that kind of that kind of patience. No. And that's one of the separating features of God and us, right? The creator and the created. Yeah. Um, we didn't yeah. create anything. So it's really impossible for us to have that nurturing affection towards us right like it's very very hard yeah. because we didn't do that but however he did and he can he can have that and as you were saying yeah he definitely wrote his will his intentions he wrote what it is actually we, we even touched on it the alpha and omega right at the beginning and, and he wrote right, everything right. like everything that a believer would need everything anyone would need Anyone. To be able to believe. That's yeah. what he wrote. The reason why he's basically saying, yeah, this word is me. And it's treated as such. Is because of that. Is because mm. this, these are my actions. These are my thoughts. This is everything that I'm about. Know this and you know yeah. me. That's a topic in itself that we can get into right there. <laughs> right? Like, but how will yeah. Let's save yeah, it, it for, really is. Save it for another another date in the future. That in itself, that's the nutshell. And I like to explain it like this also um, for people maybe that are not really super, super spiritual or religious. I, I would like to explain what God went through really briefly. If you were to sign a contract with a company, any company, it doesn't matter. And you mm. hold up your end of the bargain, you do all the work. However, they don't do their end of the bargain and pay you. Yeah. Right. That's a, that's a problem. That would be a huge problem. <laughs> you would be extremely upset. 
and extremely frustrated. You will be just upset and frustrated. You will not even feel heartbroken unless it was maybe your mom or a real close family member you thought that had really good intentions for you, right? That's when you might start to feel it. But more so, you'll feel heartbroken in a relationship if your significant other cheated. Oh, yeah. Right? That's when you oh, would yeah. start to feel it. The whole heartbroken, the anger, the feel, and all of that stuff, even though you were faithful and you had many opportunities to cheat, but you were super faithful. But yet, yet that person does something similar to what we right. did to God. So, <sighs> and so are we saying that God is the spirit, God is word, uh, or is the Bible, according mm. to the verses that we just gave John 4, 24, John 6, 63, yeah. according to those verses, or is it according to us? What, what would you say? Well, you know, it's, it's not the book of, of Dave no, or, or, the, or, the, or the gospel of Ray. So and it should not I, be I'd the say, book of Dave, by the way. It should, <laughs> it should not be. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it should not be. <laughs> uh, but it's not us who's saying it. This is coming directly from the Bible. It, it's the Bible that's making these points. It's the Bible that's stating this. It's not coming from either one of us. It, it's coming directly from the word. It's coming directly from the Bible. Yeah. Mm. So God is spirit. God is word. God gives life. And it's not only knowing those things. That's not the most important thing. Just knowing we have to be grateful. We have to continuously seek God, right? We have to have that heart as it says in Psalms 14 too. And we need to know God's plan, his story, the things that he wants us to have. And then our faith has to be based off of the word. Mm. Quickest recap. Oh, man. <laughs> I like it. I like it. But no, no. Okay. So we covered some pretty good points today, I feel like. And uh, a lot of things for all of us to, to really think about, to reflect on. And if you've enjoyed listening to today's episode of Reconnect, the official podcast from Shinchanji or English New Heaven, New Earth. <laughs> uh, please remember to like, subscribe, uh, share with your friends. Please do. And sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. Um, and also, please keep your, your questions, your comments, um, things that you want to share, ideas for future episodes. Keep those coming to us. We love reading your, your messages we, and we love hearing from you. And who knows? It could be something you hear in a future episode. <laughs> you, yeah, you never know. Uh, but, yep. So until next time, this has been Ray and Dave. <laughs> Dave. I like that. Okay. Well, this has been Ray and Dave. <laughs> and you have been listening to Reconnect. Reconnect. All right. Thank you so much, guys. We'll see you next time. Love you guys. Peace.